Hello, Believers. It's Dr. Shantae, and welcome to another episode of Branding for Believers. As my way of thanking you so much for the overwhelming support of Believing Bigger and for your support and your efforts and helping it to make the bestseller list on Amazon, I wanted to share with you an excerpt from my book launch celebration, which has since been written up in Rolling Out Magazine and Empire Life Magazine and just the testimonies that I've received from you, from readers, from listeners about this effort has been tremendous. And so what you're going to hear today is what I spoke to the people in attendance at my book launch and in many ways a version of pod class that you're very much used to. I hope that you guys enjoy it. I thought about what I would say. I thought about what I would read. And one of my favorite people in the Bible, is it like possible to have like a Bible crush? Like I never met him. I never met him. And you know, like maybe when we get to heaven, you know, I can roll up on him like, hey. Um, But David, David. David is like in my top five. He's my number one. But David, Hezekiah, Elijah, Elisha, those my four right there. Those those four right there, just mighty men of God. And and David, here's what I want to say to you today. Repeat after me. Say it's for you. It's for you. It's for you. you. Whatever God has for you. It's for you. Well, what do you mean by that, Shantae? What I mean by that is this. David had a lot of brothers. When God called David into the kingdom, when God called David to a place of royalty, when God was ready to elevate David, there were a lot of people that were, quote unquote, more qualified than David. There were a lot of people that were stronger than David. There were a lot of people who were better warriors than David. But repeat after me. It's for you. It's for you. No matter who's in line ahead of you, no matter who has a better car, no matter what kind of school they went to, no matter what kind of education they have, no matter who they rub their ashy elbows with, when God has something for you, it's what? It's for you. So let me give you my guiding thought for today. It is 1 Samuel. Thank you, my baby girl who reminded me. 1 Samuel 16. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. We walk by faith and not by sight. Some of you, the reason why you're stuck, the reason why you just can't seem to figure it out is because you're walking by sight and you're not walking by faith. Let me tell you what faith does. Faith is a blindfold. 
Faith means that I close my eyes and that when I put on my blindfold, I cannot see physically what is in front of me, but I am trusting God. And as I take every step closer and closer, I'm like, Lord, you have to do it because if I relied on my eyesight, if I had to rely on what I could see with my own eyes, I would never make it because I would take a step and be like, oh, theirs looks better than mine. Uh, oh, they have more money than I do. Oh, they so young and I'm too old. Oh, you know, um, if I had just gotten started a long time ago, because see, if we walk with our eyes, we would never get anywhere. Believing bigger is about putting on the blindfold. Believing bigger is about saying, you know what? Lord, you have to do it. If this is what you would have me to do, if this is where you would have me to go, you are going to have to orchestrate things in such a way so that I understand that it is for me. So David's testimony is this. David had a lot of brothers. David had a lot of people that other people would look at and say, that one ought to be the king. And, and that one is, is definitely what I would consider kingdom material. But, they, but God said, you looking at that outward stuff, but I'm looking at your heart. I don't care how much money you have in your bank account. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't care what schools you've gone to. What does your heart look like? And when God blesses you, God doesn't bless you based on your outside circumstances. God blesses you based on what's in your heart. Okay, let me tell you how it was so much so David's uh, destiny to be the king that David actually went under employment for the current king. Okay, so before David became a king, because how many of you all know that in order for you to be a good leader, you have to learn how to? You have to learn how to follow. Okay, so David went underneath Saul's leadership. And Saul was throwing shade. Mm -hmm. Saul was like, who was this young squire going to come up in here? Because all the girls was like, David, who's David? (laughs) You know how it is in church. You know, like, you know, when somebody could preach a little bit and somebody could play music a little bit, all of a sudden they got a receiving line at the church. You played that song. You sang that song. You preached that preacher. Oh, hey. And that's that's what was going on up in the kingdom. And so when Saul started to see that, he started to feel some kind away about David. And let me tell you something. Saul had children. Saul had a son. His name was Jonathan. And so technically by all rights, by, by, by the, the letter of the law, the person who should have been next in line for the kingdom after Saul would have been his own seed, Jonathan. But let me tell you something. When it's for you, God made it so that David and Jonathan became bestie boos. Okay. They became best friends. They had a bromance. They love one another. And while Jonathan was in the kingdom, listen to his father throw shade about David and plot to kill David. He said, you know what? I understand that this is my father. I understand that this man, you know, it birthed me and, and that I'm his seed. But you know what? My heart is with David. And so he went to go and warn David. Every time his father set a trap against him, Jonathan went out and warned David. And let me tell you something, God made it so that by the time it was time for David to take the kingdom, he jumped right over Jonathan and went straight to the throne. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what the letter of the law says, okay? Because let me tell you, on today, on today, 
Amazon said that these books that you see on the table behind you wasn't coming till eight o'clock. Mm. The United States Postal Service said they wasn't coming till Tuesday. Mm. But you know what God said? Mm. That they was coming today. And when I got the notification, because see, sometimes I overthink things, but I just want you to do the math with me. Uh, the notification says that they were delivered on the doorstep at 9.34 a.m. And so this is how it went in my head. Nine plus three is what? 12. Plus four is what? One plus six is what? Mm. which is God's perfect number. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what, what the, the admissions office said about your qualifications or what you're going to be able to do. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care who you slept with. I don't care what mistakes you've made. When God has something for you, it's for you. And so this here, right now, I could not have envisioned this. I could not have dreamt this up in my wildest dreams because this year, my focus was going to be on another aspect of my business. I had no intention of writing a book. A book was not in the cards, but I had just spent the weekend with a remarkable group of women who are in this room. Everybody who went to DYOB 15, raise your hand. Take a look around. These women right here. And all weekend I said, answer the call. I said, answer the call. Answer the call. We have so many excuses as to why we can't show up. Well, my baby. Well, my husband. Well, you know. And then that time, oh, my back. Let me tell you something. Answer the call, okay? Because when they say, you know, many are called, but the chosen are few. Let me tell you something. You might be called, but you are called to someone. You have an assignment. And so let me tell you what happens when you have an assignment, the devil gets up in your ear. Oh, girl, you can't step out there. You know what you used to do. You, you know who you used to be. Oh, 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 oh. You're going to try to go out there and be somebody now? Let me tell you something. When Jill Scott says, your background, it ain't squeaky clean. My family right here can testify to the dirt. Okay, so you want the dirt. This group right here up in the front, they can tell you. They live in the testimony. They be like, we stayed on our ashy knees for Shantae because, <laughs> because we didn't know that she was going to make it. Yeah, she came up in the church, but sometimes we had to scratch our head and we had to wonder because you know what? The devil is never going to stop trying to attack you. He's never going to stop trying to tell you that you're not good enough. He's never going to stop throwing temptation in your way and making you stumble, but God has called you to believe bigger, bigger than your circumstances, bigger than your loneliness, bigger than your pitfalls, bigger than your mistakes. Do you know that right here, right now, in this moment, God can restore whatever is broken all throughout the book. God is saying, just speak a word. When there was violent storms on the seas, all God had to say was peace. And there was peace. Peace didn't have to show up because peace was already there. The Bible says when there are two or more in the midst of him, I mean, where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of him. Do you know God is here right now? Some of you thought about, I'm not gonna make it here today. I got things going on. My husband acting up. These kids getting on my nerve. My sinuses are draining. But God <laughs> made it so. 
you could get here. Let me let me give you a, a testimony. Tamara, I'm going to give your testimony. Uh, Tamara was one of the people that were, were with me in, uh, at DYOB in October. And from the last time I saw Tamara till today, she said that her spine, you know how your vertebrae are supposed to align? Well, one of them was far to the left, just hanging out. And so they had to realign her spine and put a cage around it just so that she could walk straight. And the rehabilitation time for that is months. Tamara's not supposed to be on a plane flying halfway across the country to come and see about me. But Tamara, raise your hand. It's no secret what God can do. God does not play favorites. Do you know how many times in the Bible said your faith has made you whole? Your faith has made you whole. Jesus at any time, at any time, because he doesn't have to go anywhere to get your blessing. He doesn't have to go anywhere to get your breakthrough. He said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith will activate the next level. God is just waiting on you to show up. God is like, do you... you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So well, those of you that call yourselves Christians, those of you that call yourselves believers, the Bible says you shall receive power and you sitting up here with the plug unplugged. Mm-hmm. You sitting up here, God has, you wondering why you're broke. You wondering why things ain't lining up the way that they ought to line up. You wondering why you keep attracting demons into your life because your plug is unplugged. Jesus said your faith has made you whole. He said, I'm just Jesus being Jesus. I'm just here doing me. But when you do something, when you have faith, when you take a step, that is what is going to manifest the blessing in your life. That is what believing bigger is all about because Facebook faith is not sufficient to summon the courage that is necessary. Hashtags are not sufficient. You just got done fighting with your husband and then gonna post a picture, happy couple, you a lie. (laughs) You a lie, you just got done fussing at the kids. Family time. Let me tell you something. That's the outward appearance. That's what you want us to see. But God is not down for these shenanigans. God is calling you to be honest. Let me tell you, believing bigger is about you dealing with you. Stop lying. Stop backbiting. Stop trying to front. Stop trying to be something that you are. Be honest with the Lord. If you broke, fall on your knees, prostrate before the Lord and say, Lord, I need some money. Lord, I need deliverance. Lord, my heart is broken and heal me. Mm-hmm. That's real. And until you can get real, mm-hmm. because see, here's the thing, you can't hide anything from God anyway, because he already knows your situation. So he just sit up there looking at you, act a fool. <laughs> People are like, okay, well, <laughs> when you get done, you know, how many of you in here have some kids? <laughs> how many of y'all have some kids and you done raised some kids and sometimes, you know, you just have to let them fall out. Right. <laughs> and when they get done falling out and be like, okay, now we can have a, a civilized conversation about what's going on. So God is just waiting on you to stop fronting. God is just waiting on you to stop hashtagging. God is just waiting on you to say, you know what? Let me get real. Let me lay my pride aside. So I do want to read one excerpt from the book and then um, we will go forward with these festivities. Um, And let me tell you, the enemy is always always working. Sam, I want to give you a major shout out right now because Sam texted me last night. He was like, my sinuses is draining. (laughs) 
My nose is stuffed up. Um, you know, I ain't gonna make it because the launch party is gonna be broadcast, okay? The, the launch party is gonna be broadcast. And so this is going on the podcast and this is going across the world. And let me tell you something, you know, and I tell people this all the time, what do I know about podcasting? Nothing. If you want me to tell you the technical aspects of podcasting, I could not tell you. But as soon as I said, Lord, I want to do a podcast and I want it to be branded for believers and um, I want it to be like a classroom style. So like it's live and in person. So for those of you that have never been to pod class, this is what pod class is like. Um, I said, and I've never really done that before. I need something. Do you know Sam called me the next day and was like, I'm looking to expand my portfolio. Do you want to work together? Well, when you answer the call, <laughs> when I say that God is just waiting on you, God is just waiting on you. So how many of you have already read the book or reading the book in the journey? Is it blessing you? Yes. Is it blessing you? <clears throat> so here's what I'm going to read. Chapter 16, background check. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. In 1996, so 20 years ago, okay? When I tell you my family could tell you some stories, I'm telling you this is one of the ones where the knees got ashy. I packed my bags for college and headed off to campus as a new freshman at Northern Illinois University. I had a scholarship in one hand and a criminal record in the other. The scholarship was a blessing. The criminal record was baggage. Going to college, let alone away to college, was a tremendous privilege for me, especially considering the alternative, three to five years in state prison. Unfortunately, I was one of those girls that you read about in the papers. I had a part-time job at a clothing store, and instead of doing an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, I got greedy. For a kid who had never had the latest fashion or the newest gym shoes and who envied the kids who had the means or the parents to buy them whatever they wanted, the temptation of working in a clothing store became too much for me to withstand. And I did what many of us do. I allowed myself to believe that if I had material wealth, status symbols, and looked the part, I would be accepted, included, liked. Three days before my senior prime, my, my prom, my crimes had caught up with me and I was escorted out of my job, handcuffed and humiliated. Applying for jobs over the next few years was a nightmare. Whenever I came to that question, have you ever been convicted? My heart sank. My throat tightened. I would ball up the application and I would throw it away. Being a successful and thriving college student who had earned a merit-based scholarship was evidence that I was turning my life around, but I was still haunted by the choices of my past. I was ashamed and I judged myself more harshly than anyone else. Despite the fact that now I was making better choices and building healthy relationships, I was stuck in the past. Your background, it ain't squeaky clean. Sometimes we all got to swim upstream. You ain't no saint, we all a sinner. When I heard Jill Scott sing these words, I am reminded that we all have fallen short of the mark at some point in our lives. But this age of social sharing would have us believe that the picture-perfect digital portfolios of happy lives and thriving businesses, loving marriages, and perfect parents is real. 
If we're honest, though, we know that social media rarely tells all the news that's fit to post. <laughs> Public success and private mess has become commonplace. As I sat on campus, I realized that I had been fooling myself. Yes, I had been making better decisions. Yes, I had gotten good grades. And yes, I was forming bonds with people who would serve as positive influences in my life. But who was I kidding? There was still one area in which I was just playing games. Even though I had been to church since I was nine or 10, I still had not truly given my life and my will over to God. I prioritized the approval and acceptance of other people above his. I always wanted something better than what was right in front of me. I was ungrateful, unthankful, and unhappy with his, bless with his blessings. And that's how I lived my life for more years than I care to admit. Looking back, I am amazed at how arrogant I was. The Bible says that pride goes before destruction and I was living proof. By the time I had truly accepted God into my heart and truly began to live for him, I had years of destructive choices, hurt feelings, betrayed trust, and broken hearts to contend with. My past looked like the devastation of a small town after a tornado. How could one person cause so much damage? <clears throat> How could someone with my rap sheet be a light for anyone? Didn't that make me a hypocrite? But God spoke to me and reminded me that he has removed my sins as far as the east is from the west. The old me began to die the moment I made a real commitment to live for Christ. Your faith journey is going to require you to come to terms with your past and your present choices. If 2 Corinthians 5.17 is true and we are new creations in him, then our decisions, our actions, our thoughts, and our desires should align with his will and his word. And while this makes the future exciting and hopeful, it doesn't erase the decisions that we've made in the past or the consequences that will result from them. God's grace is sufficient to cover our sins and he is faithful to forgive us, but we will reap the seeds that we have sown. Just like loving parents discipline their children, God corrects us in love. Thankfully, somebody say thankfully. Thankfully. We do not receive all that we are due. <clears throat> but there are still repercussions. Yes. And we must deal with them as we accept God's forgiveness. As you begin to deal with your past choices and line up your life for the future that God wants you to have, remember that there is nothing in your background that can prevent you from receiving Christ's love. I want to repeat that. There is nothing, no thing, no not one thing that can pre prevent you from receiving the gift of Christ's forgiveness and his love. God knew what you were capable of doing. In fact, he knew exactly what you would do every day of your life. And that is the very reason he created the ultimate restoration plan so that we would not suffer the full consequences of our actions. So as you embrace your calling to serve others, do not allow the mistakes of your past to hinder you. God's judgment reigns above all finger pointers, backbiters, shade throwers, and naysayers. Pray this. Lord, I realize that sometimes the hardest person to forgive is myself. Mm. There are some things that I'm not particularly proud of, but I pray you open my heart to receive your forgiveness, strengthen my resolve to receive your correction and quiet the inner voice from my past that haunts me. Amen. Amen. Tweet this, the past does not have a forwarding address. Mm.
I know somebody might be thinking, Dad, you just told all your business. Let me tell you something. That's what God will do. See, the Bible says, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifies. It's God is the judge. And so, and, and when they had the woman that was caught up in adultery and Jesus rolled up and said, look at her, look at this woman caught up in adultery and whatever it was that he wrote on the ground, I think that he wrote the same thing, but everybody kind of read it a different way and they probably read their own sins on the ground. And he said, um, he who is without sin, cast the first, cast the first stone. Let me tell you something. Anybody that would pick up a rock to throw at you, you don't want them in your life no way. My daddy told me a long time ago, you might get one, two good friends as you travel along this road. And so as long as the one and two ain't throwing rocks, you good to go. Thank you so much. God bless you. a long time to get there. Like I said, you know, 20 years ago, my mama hair was a little bit shorter because it had fell out, worrying about me, but, um, <laughs> but my, ain't, you, ain't God good? God is good, right? Okay, right? Um, so let me say this. There are some people that I have to thank specifically. Um, let me tell you, like, but just be completely transparent. I am a visionary. God gives me great vision. God did not give me the gift of details. <laughs> that's, that's when it just all falls apart. I'll tell you what the vision is, and then you start asking me detail-oriented questions, and I'm like, <laughs> start getting into dry heaves. So I have to acknowledge, I have to acknowledge. Ironically, when I met both of them, they were at a place in their lives of transition. I met them at a point of transition from breakdown to breakthrough. Ironically, the first time I met both of them, as soon as they got within 12 inches of me, tears came and they told me their stories. And I said, God is not through with you yet. It's time to believe bigger. So Tiffany and Nikki, where you at? Cause see Nikki, she likes to hide in the background. <clears throat> When I tell you that they did not have a business, they didn't have a business model, that they was undercharging. Because <laughs> y'all know on Price, the solid rock I stand, you know, this, this child is, in, this child is in, in private school, you know, so tuition has to be paid. But since we met, God has blessed them so exceedingly and abundantly they have grown leaps and bounds and they are responsible for all the decor, all the little bookmarks and places and things like that. I said, I just want to show up. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. I just showed up. And so please join me in just thanking them so much from the bottom of They do weddings, bar mitzvahs, so get their card after, after all is said and done. Um, so thank you so much, ladies. God bless you. I love you both. Um, I also have to thank my family. Um, man. 
time my family doesn't know what I'm doing, they're like, God bless you, just, <laughs> you're not in jail, that's awesome, you know. Um, we didn't get no bad calls in the middle of the night because I was that, I was, yeah, you know, I was that. Um, but I have to thank you, family, because for every time that I travel, for every time that something like this is going on, and, you know, I have to make sure that, that this one is, is cared for, they're just right there. Y'all know, y'all can't put a price on reliable child care. Honey, <laughs> reliable child care. Um, somebody that you know is just going to be there and have your back and has prayed for me through all of my shenanigans. I'm not going to cry, so I'm not even going to look in her direction, but my grandmother, who was 90, hey, grandma, raise your hand. Um, I can honestly say I have never seen her one time and she was not happy to see me. Because, you know, and that's just your spirit. You know how sometimes people can walk into a room and the spirit like changes and you be like, oh, what's going on there? Now, I'm not going to say she ain't never fuss because she does fuss. And, you know, the older you get, the filter goes away. <laughs> but... Every time she sees me, she is happy to see me. And so please, thank you, family, so much for your support all this week. Um, and everybody that has attended DYOB 14 and 15, please come forward. 14 and 15, DYOB, 14 and 15. So let me just tell you what, what you're looking at. What you are looking at right now is faith. <clears throat> Coming to DYOB is not cheap. Amen? Amen! <laughs> but like I said, baby girl is in private school, okay? <laughs> Coming to DYOB is not cheap. And even the DJ has been at both DYOBs, okay? Yeah. And been inspired both times, right? That's why he still rocks with me. Thank you, DJ. <laughs> um, DYOB is all about transformation, and what I pitch is transformation of your brand, transformation of your business, transformation of, of growth and profit acceleration. But, and I also, you know, I pitch this beautiful outside glam package with headshots and makeup. But ladies, can you attest to the fact that the real transformation is what happens after, that. After, after the makeup, after the runway show, after the camera and the clicks, the real transformation, those next two, three days, that's where the real work begins because DYOB deals with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. DYOB deals with your fears and your doubts and what you see behind me and beside me are women who answered the call. Women who were afraid, women who looked at the price of DYOB and was like, mm. hmm. But God made a way. <laughs> and since he's made a way, do you know that we all have continued to support one another? Do you know that we all have continued to support from the hair to the makeup? We all have continued to support one another because, see, somebody somewhere would have you to believe that, you know, black women can't come together and support, that black women are always competing and competition and scratching and clawing and fighting. But the devil is a liar because you project, you attract what you project. I don't project that foolishness. I don't play that. They know that I don't play that. And so they have poured into one another. They have stood by one another. They continue to serve one another. And everything that I have needed from the first DYOB, whether it was food, party planning, photography, journals, whatever I have needed 
is right here beside me and behind me. This is black girl magic. That's what it's all about. So, and so uh, last thing that I wanna say is, is this, is, you know, publishing a book, oh my gosh, it's an adventure. I'm sorry, self-publishing a book is an adventure. You know, publishing a book, when you have like a publisher and they cut you like an advance check and then they do all the everything on the front end and you just wait for your royalties on the back end, that is a crystal stare, that's awesome. So if you publish a book and you get a publisher, you will not experience what I just experienced. Um, but I self-published this book and put this book in a category with Joyce Meyer and Max Lucado and some very heavy hitters in the Christian world, which tends to be very European. And today, I am the only woman of color with a best-selling devotional on Amazon.com. And that's because... <laughs> And that's because of you, because last night when it hit the top 20, I lost it. I was like, OMG, okay. But then when I woke up this morning and saw that it had jumped to 12, and then people told me, girl, I started reading two chapters and I bought 10 more copies. You know, that when you start to get your breakthrough and then you run back to go and bless the crew, that is why Believing Bigger is what it is. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. So we're going to continue to party. I'm going to continue to sign books. But thank you guys so much for Believing Bigger with me. God bless you. Thank you for watching and listening Branding for Believers. You can get all of today's show notes at brandingforbelievers.com. And you can follow Dr. Shante on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante Says. And don't forget to tune in for the next episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.